This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Hello, we're here for More Happier, a podcast where we get more happier. Hey, Elizabeth. Hi, Gretch. Uh, today, we'll talk about how I'm managing the anxiety of the period before my book, Life in Five Senses, comes out. But first, what's something making us more happier? Elizabeth, what's making you more happier? Okay, Gretch, Jack has decided that he likes to walk the dogs. Before, we could never get him to walk the dogs. Now he wants to go walk the dogs. So he's walking the dogs with me, and that is making me so much more happier because, one, it's some great Jack time, which I love. We get to talk. And then, two, he actually wants to go on longer walks. Once he's out, he wants to keep going. So it's getting me to walk the dogs more often and for longer periods of time. Oh, wow. So it's just win, win, win yeah. all over the place. Well, excellent. And gold star to Jack. That's great. Because you can't push a rope when it comes to that kind of oh, thing. It's so yes. different yes. when someone does it eagerly than when someone does it unwillingly. Yeah. And Huge. he's decided that he really wants to build his stamina and we're in the hills. So walking yeah. the dogs really is exercise, which is nice. Yeah. So I think that's really why he's doing it. But anyway, I have been enjoying it immensely and it's Just wonderful. Oh, that's great. How about you? What's making you more happier? Well, there are these absolutely gorgeous flowering trees in Central Park. And we're we're sort of at peak blossom and there hasn't been much rain or wind. So every petal is still on the branch. And it's just spectacular. And inside the Met, because of course I go to the Met every day, their arrangements change throughout the seasons, as you would expect. And they've been having all these beautiful giant arrangements of flowering branches and it's just so beautiful it's funny i didn't realize how much i like flowering branches until mom said oh i love flowering branches and then i thought you know typical i'm like oh i do too yeah (laughs) but so now i notice them so much more 
both of us, it sounds like, are go outside 23 and 23. Yes. This is supporting that because I love going outside. And I'll go for a longer walk because there's this place called Conservatory Garden that has a beautiful, long rows of flowering trees, as well as other parts in the park. And you're out with Jack and the dog. So yes. go outside 23 and 23. Yes. And Gretch, I have to mention to you, speaking of flowering, Adam had bought this little tree two years ago because it was supposed to turn pink and it hasn't mm-hmm. until just last week it turned Ooh. pink. And they had told him eventually this tree will be pink. And now it is. <laughs> So we're very excited about it. What, like so with blossoms or the, the leaves turn? Blossoms. Oh, beautiful. So Excellent. I don't know what kind of tree it is, but it's what I would call flowering branches for sure. That's very festive. Okay, Gretch, when we come back, we are going to talk about how you are dealing with the anxiety of the fact that your book is coming out imminently. Mm-hmm. It's a major time of your life, and we're going to mm-hmm. discuss it right after this break. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. Okay, Gretchen, I'm excited because... I am fascinated by this. You have a book coming out April 18th. Yeah. Life in Five Senses. It's a great book. Everyone should get it and read it and discuss it. But it's it's one of those times when it's exciting and wonderful, but also extremely stressful. And yeah. you've developed ways of coping with that. And we're going to yes. spend the rest of the episode talking about those ways. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, this is this isn't life-threatening. This isn't a crisis. This isn't a negative thing. But sometimes things that aren't negative are nevertheless very stressful and anxiety-producing. So I was I was thinking about all the different tricks and hacks and mantras that I've developed over the years to help me deal with it. Because, of course, I always want to have something to do, some kind of yes. concrete thing to remind myself or to do. And I realize I have a whole list of things because I've done this before. I've had books come out before. And it is the kind of thing where you've worked for years towards something. And then there's a day when it happens, which is very anticlimactic because nothing actually happens on that day. But nevertheless, it feels like it's released onto the scene. I'm sure it's the way you feel like on the premiere of a television show where you've been doing so much work and, and now it bursts into the world. Yes. And that makes you anxious. I'm sure this applies to other things in other people's lives that we don't even are thinking of in the moment, but that's why I think it's super valuable to have these 
coping mechanisms. So I have some mantras that I repeat, and I do think these would be useful for people in a lot of different circumstances and professions. And there's certainly ones that I say to other people, but I say them mostly to myself. <laughs> so the first one that I say is there are many ways for a book to succeed. And so a book can sell a bunch of copies. A book can help a bunch of people. A book can be of intense interest to a very small group of people. A book can a book can connect you with a, somebody who you'll collaborate with in the future in a way that'll be really exciting. A book could get you a speaking gig. A book could get you a teaching gig. A book could be the connective tissue to your another project that's going to be very important. So there's a lot of ways for a book to succeed. So it's not just about the copies sold, although, of course, you'd love to sell lots of copies. Yes. It's not just about that. But what I find is that if you really focus in on one metric of success, it mm. is very easy to get focused. Like, I know many authors who have to force themselves to step away from their Amazon ranking, or mm. you can get very focused on something, and it's really, it's a very narrow view, and it's a very limiting view. And then it's, of course... If there are many ways for a book to succeed, that's that's the wide target. Alyssa, if you talk about yeah. the narrow the narrow bullseye and the big bullseye, yes. this is a bigger bullseye because yes. there's many ways for a book to succeed. Yes. But there are many ways for a vacation to succeed. There are many ways for a reunion to succeed. There are right. many ways for a birthday party to succeed. It's just a good thing to remind yourself. And then you also tell yourself that a strong voice repels as well as attracts. Yes. So this is very helpful because... Some people aren't going to like it. You know what I mean? Right. And the fact is, if what you seek is to become universally likable, it will become so wishy-washy that it won't be interesting to anybody. And what most people are interested in is distinctive, unique, personal. And that means some people aren't going to like it. And as somebody who's very much does not like to be criticized and who can feel very defensive, it's hard for me to just stay calm about that. And so it's helpful for me to remember that. And also you often hear more from people who don't like things or you remember it better. That's the negativity right. bias. That negative information is more memorable and hits us harder than positive information. But by saying a strong voice repels as well as attracts, it's re the reframing. It's a strong voice. So it's like, of course, some people aren't going to like it because it's a strong voice, which feels good. Yeah. It's just some people are like it and some people won't. Well, and know. we even tell ourselves that about the podcast sometimes when we're yeah, for feeling criticism or something, we remind ourselves of that. Yeah, it's one of the items on our podcast manifesto because it is reminding us that it's it's just not for it's like it's like the state. It's the state slogan for the state of Nebraska. Honestly, it's not for everybody. <laughs> oh, I still love that. Oh my gosh. Call back to Nebraska. I have to pat myself on the back for that one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A strong voice repels as well as track. And related to that, a related mantra is I am who I am. And I write from the first person. I write through the lens of my own experience. So like with Life in Five Senses, I'm writing about my five senses and what I bring to the five senses. So my most neglected sense is taste, like you, Elizabeth. I'm a person who really had to teach myself how to listen to music. Thank you, Chuck. Chuck played a big role in helping me understand how I could appreciate music better. And everybody would have their own view. And maybe some people just aren't interested in my take. And it's like, I am who I am. And right. you may be interested in that. Or you may not be. But if somebody's like, hey, Gretchen, 
why did you write this book? Because you're not interested in food and food is one of the most fundamental pleasures in life. And so who are you to write this book? I'm like, exactly. I am who I am. Yeah. You'll either be interested or you won't, but I can't change who I am and my perspective. And so... And there's no point in beating yourself up about that. Right, right. And if somebody's criticizing that for me, it's just like you get what you get and you don't get upset. It's sort of the same thing for me as the person writing the book. I don't think I would be very convincing or write a very good book if I tried to fake it. And so if anything, I feel like, am I pushing myself enough towards honesty and self-recognition, which is actually very hard to do? Mm -hmm. Yeah, being myself is hard enough. And again, honestly, it's not for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and Gretch, we have talked many times about your work, how the specific experience of one person can actually feel more universal than just writing something that could be universally applied. And I think that's why your work resonates with people is because it's from such a personal point of view. Yeah, it's a very mysterious thing that the more specific and idiosyncratic I am, the more people seem to identify with me. But I find that over and over. And it's also sort of like with Life in Five Senses, maybe I don't do the things that people would be interested in themselves, but it's almost like reading about what I do that they would not do gives people the ideas of what they do want to do. So in a way, that's even more exciting and creative because sometimes you just need someone to get you thinking about something and then you have your own thoughts, but you need to have something concrete to get you started. And Gretch, what's the mantra you got from Jamie? This was, I think, before Better Than Before, or maybe it was before Happier at Home, and we were lying in bed and I was expressing my anxiety, let us say. And Jamie... (laughs) He put his hand on mine and he said, not in an accusatory way or not in, not in a snarky way, but in a loving way. He said, but remember, this is what you wanted. And Elizabeth, you, you, I, I've said this to you. You wanted to put yourself out there. You wanted to create something for people to evaluate, to pe- for people to experience and decide what they thought. This is what you wanted. And it's just a good reminder. This is what it is. And that is so true. You worked hard to get to this place of anxiety and stress and feeling sick to your stomach. Right, exactly. And and it, it reminds me to be grateful for it. Yes. Yeah, so this is what I mean. Yeah, I should get a t-shirt or a mug that says this yeah. is what you wanted because it yeah. really is a very, very helpful reminder. It reminds me, I always talk about the time Sarah and I were in the woods of Hungary at yes. like three in the morning, yes. snow to our <laughs> knees, mud. Yes. No food. <laughs> no one happy. And we looked at each other and said, well, we must enjoy this because we yeah. keep doing it. It's a fun job and you enjoy yes, it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. No, exactly. No, it's, it, it is a really, really helpful reminder. Well, and then another thing that I kind of along the same lines that I remind myself is, is keep creating. Mm. Because what I find is that if you feel like you've reached an end point, then it's like, oh, this now is the time where it's like it all comes to this. But with Life in Five Senses, the book was finished. It was in production. And then I created my What's Your Neglected Sense quiz, which you can take at GretchenRubin.com slash quiz. This was a big undertaking. It took a lot of work. I worked with a brilliant team. It took many, many, many revisions. It's hard to create a quiz. But it was really great because I was like, I can still create things, even on, on the five senses. This, yeah. I, there's no end point. There's no, there's no thing at which somebody's going to evaluate me entirely because I'm still going forward. And I found that to be immensely comforting as well. 
Well, Gretchen, one thing you and I discussed, which really resonated with me for this book, is when you were going on spring break. So your book yeah. was is about to come out, but it was Eleanor's last spring break of high school. And yeah. so the question was, were you going to go on a trip with her or stay home and focus on the book? Yeah. And you decided to go on the trip and you told me about your decision making and explain that because it, it really had an impact on me. Well, I just thought the book can't be so important that it drives out all the other things that are important in my life. And if I make decisions that, that make it the most important thing in my life, then that it just becomes incredibly, incredibly stressful because everything rides on that. Whereas if I can manage to, if it's just one important thing of many important things and, you know, our last family spring break trip feels like a really big, important milestone. It's something that I would really regret missing. Like in the end, I would feel like that was the bigger sacrifice, even though in the moment it feels so urgent to stay by my computer every single yes. minute. It's like, no, it's not. Um, yeah, so I, I, but I had to think that through. I had to weigh that in my mind. And I feel like I've been putting that into practice in a smaller, more daily way. For instance, with wanting to do Fryman Canyon, you know, my 50 times this year, yeah. I'm trying to say, if I don't do Fryman Canyon today, I am making this half an hour of work that more important than my health, if you see yes. what I'm saying. And then exactly. by, by saying I, it's important I do that, I am making my health more important. Yes. And then exactly. it is more important. Not more, not that my work isn't also incredibly important, but there is room for both if you force it. It's room for both. And also you prove it to yourself. You make it so yes, with your decisions. Yes, you make it so. And that is the thing that is hard to, I think, internalize. But I'm working on that. Yeah. And yeah. you are helping me with that. So thank yeah. you. Yeah, you and me both. Okay, Gretch, these are the mantras you use. Coming up, we're going to hear how you comfort yourself during this time. But first, this break. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. 
We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high-quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. They have everything from Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to non-stick sheet pans. They've got everything you want. I have the Saucy, which is a terrific saucepan. It has curved sides. It has a pouring spout. It has a lid. And it looks so elegant. It's really a pleasure just to look at it on the counter, even before we're using it. Yes, I love all the colors. Yeah. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code HAPPIER. That's greatjones.com, promo code HAPPIER. Okay, Gretchen, so you have your book coming out. We've been talking about the mantras. What are the things you do to comfort yourself? Of course, I've been watched you do these for years and years. Yes. So I have a whole bunch of things that I do. Um, so one is I know that one of the things that comforts me is to reread my, my favorite books from childhood. So I deliberately did not allow myself to reread for the third time the Harry Potter books until a time of dire need. So when I was going through the editing process of For Better Than Before, which is very, very stressful, that's when I reread all of Harry Potter. Because I was like, I need it now. Okay, but you know, emergency, <laughs> emergency cord. For this book, what I did was, you know, I love the podcast Binge Mode, which everyone should listen to. And I love the television show Game of Thrones. So I re-listened Again, for the third time, I love to re-listen and, re and reread the podcast, Binge Mode, Game of Thrones, because it was so familiar, all the content was so familiar, and yet so beloved and interesting mm -hmm. to me. It was the perfect thing. There was no suspense. I could skip anything right. I didn't like because I knew it perfectly well. And that really helped me just stay calm and engaged, but in a way that, you know, you think, oh, how stressful is it to read a novel for the first time? Apparently too much stress for me. Well, so. and the thing about listening to a podcast, um, as we know from our listeners, is that it's like listening to friends. Yes. So it's almost being comforted by your friends. So as it's you like, listen. I'm like, oh, listen to Mallory Rubin yeah. almost burst into tears as she talks about Liana yeah. Mormont. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, there's Jason Concepcion coming in hot. Yeah. Yes, it does. It, it gives you that, that para, what's it called? Parasocial relationships. Yeah. Oh, but so that's something that I do to boost my spirits and something that I do to protect my spirits. And I think this is maybe controversial. Elizabeth, tell me what you mm. think of this. I do not read any reviews or any profiles of anything. And I tell everybody around me, by the way, remember, I don't read any reviews and I don't read any profiles. So don't tell me about them. And, and sometimes something trickles in, but for the most part, I don't look at that stuff. I mean, I get it. Yeah. I always read reviews. Of course, I think we have fewer reviews in the TV world. But I will say recently, Sarah and I have just decided not to look at ratings. I think mm -hmm. for the same reason that you don't read reviews, which is at this point, there's nothing we can do about right. the ratings. Yeah. So what right. is the point of making ourselves nuts about it and right. getting overwrought? Yes. Well, and I think it's even deeper than that because 
when you're trying to create something, I think you're just much better off being in an open-hearted, vulnerable, playful state. Even if you're doing something very serious, you want to feel open, you want to feel creative. And at least for me, when I read criticism, it makes me very defensive and very conservative and wanting to make choices that will mean mm. that people will not criticize me. And I don't think mm. that that makes my writing better. No. I'm very open to criticism from editors. I have many people editing my books who I trust and who edit a lot. So I feel like I'm open to criticism and I'm open to making things better, but I want to do it in a way that is actually going to make my work stronger and not open, because again, it's the negativity bias. I, I read one sentence on Amazon yes. that somebody in a bad mood wrote, and that thing could haunt me for five years. And it has. I've made yes. choices that I know were not the right creative choices because something got lodged in my brain and I couldn't get it out. And so I'm just like, you know what? It doesn't It doesn't make things better, and it really bums me out often. And And things that are nice don't make me feel better. I think right. it's because even praise means you're being evaluated and being evaluated mm. is stressful. And like you say, it doesn't, there's nothing you could do. It's yeah. over. Your part of it is over at that point. So it would only be for future projects. Right. Yeah. You don't want to shut down. It's funny yeah. because I remember with one of your books, I think maybe it was Happier at Home, someone had written you after the Happiness Project and said they didn't think you should read your book for booked yes. on for Audible that yes. you should have a professional. And yes. you were like, oh, well, I guess I shouldn't read it. I guess I should yeah. have a professional. And you didn't yes. read it. Yeah. And then, of course, heard from so many people who were like, what's going on with this? Why yes. are you not reading your own book? Because people really wanted your voice. But because one person yes. had said, Gretchen, you shouldn't yeah. read, you yeah. took that to heart to the point that you actually didn't read it. Exactly. Yeah. And then people thought it was because I was lazy. And it was actually yeah. because I thought I was deferring to what was better for the audience. And so that's a good example. Yeah. And this was just a random person. This wasn't like my audio uh, right. producer <laughs> or the editor of, you know, somebody who was really knowledgeable. And yet it, it still shaped my action. And sometimes you can't even really consciously help it. Even yeah. if you, you wouldn't consciously say, I'm going to do something because this person told me to, you would say, of course, I'm not going to listen to that person. But it still gets wedged in your brain. Mm. Yep. At least for me. But here's something that's happier. Yes. Enjoy the process, right? Our father says this all the time. And it is the greatest advice. Because if you think about enjoying the process, then the outcomes don't matter as much. And, and I think with this book, I had so much fun writing this book. It, is, it enriched my life in so many ways. I had so many fun adventures. I gained so much. My life feels so much richer. I enjoyed writing the book. It was a really challenging book to write. But I got, I feel like I really stretched myself. I love the book myself, and I've had my terrific experience. So, of course, I care what happens. Of course, I care what happens. And yet, I also think, well, I did. And like my book, 40 Ways to Look at JFK, that book flopped. But I mm. loved writing that book so much. I can't regret it. I can't wish that I hadn't written it because I loved writing that book. Yeah, enjoying the process, which dad says all the time. Um, yeah. I got him a mug for Christmas a few yes. years ago that said, enjoy <laughs> yes. the process. Yes. I mean, it is the best thing you can do. Is yeah. And I say that to people all the time who are, you know, in this TV business and they're stressed about this and that. And I'm like, well, just try to laugh when you can. And, and yes. because that's what you're going to walk away with. 
Well, and speaking of laugh when you can, it's it's the idea that the things that go wrong often make the best memories. And it's sometimes it's the terrible scrambles and the, you know, the arguments and the things that took that, you know, were really, really hard to do or were a big mess when they happened. Often later on, that's what you laugh about. And that's what it's kind of a highlight in a funny way. So it's hard to keep the perspective when something is going wrong. Like when I was struggling with my title, I mean, mm. oh my gosh. I mean, you went through everybody, everybody around me was just, oh my God. I mean, Eliza came home. And she's like, are you still talking about this? Oh I'm like, gosh. oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I remember hearing Jamie overheard him talking to some friends and they're like, oh wow, is it is this really hard? And he said quietly, yeah. And she hasn't even started working on the jacket yet. And you just know he's been oh. through it so many times. <laughs> But it's but looking back on it is funny. Even that yeah. moment, I look back on, it, I was like, "That's pretty funny." I didn't know Jamie like he 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 doesn't complain that much. I didn't know he was he was thinking he knew. Okay, we got to brace ourselves for the jacket, my people. <laughs> so you can comfort yourself with that as you go on your book tour and you're traveling yeah. around and things inevitably will yes. be frustrating. Yes, You'll have flights delayed. Yeah, uh, you won't yeah. like something that's happening. Just. Yes, those will be your uh, the moments that you savor down the road. Right, right. I get sharpie all over my new dress. Yes, a fate I've only I've narrowly avoided a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll probably have to remind me of that, Elizabeth, when I call you to complain about yes. something. You can you can repeat this back to me. And then the final the final thing, and it's interesting because this is something that again is it applies in so many situations, which is you can only do your best. Right, And so if you know that you've done your best, but what do they say in sports? Leave it all on the field. Mm-hmm. Then there can be, what can you regret? You can only do your best. And, and so, being an upholder, Gretch, you do always do your best. You put in 100% every single time. So I know you will do your best. And 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 there's comfort in that, and just knowing, well, you know, and then and then you do your best, and then you move on to. Oh, but I have a new hack, Elizabeth. I just nope. figured this out a few days ago. Again, because of going to the Met every day. So you know how you always want to buy a postcard, or at least I always want to buy a postcard. Be like, I don't send that many postcards in everyday life. How do I have? How do I have a rationale to justify? buying a beautiful postcard. And if we think things are lucky, we actually perform better. There's research that shows that. So I decided to buy myself a good luck postcard. I have my good luck postcard posted above my desk. It is entrance to the Genkiro Tea House in the Miyazaki District, Yokohama Bushu by Hiroshige. It's beautiful. Flowering branches. You and I will appreciate these beautiful, and they're pink, pink trees, sunset, a mountain in the background. It's beautiful. It makes me so happy. It just reminds me of all the joy that I had writing this book. And it's going to be just to like, give me good luck as I accompany it out into the world. Good. Well, I'm I'm very excited. Um, and I will be texting you to enjoy the process. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you can hit me up with my own mantras. Okay, Gretchen, what is our spotlight on a tool this week? Well, one of the things that really makes it wonderful for me as I have a book coming out into the world is my super fans, because they're such a source of support and enthusiasm. I so appreciate it. And if you want to join the super fan list, you can just go to happiercast.com slash super fan and sign up. And I send occasional emails. Sometimes I offer a bonus. Sometimes it's some behind the scenes intel. Maybe I'll ask for a favor, but it's nothing too onerous. I promise. 
But this is just a wonderful group, and I so appreciate its listeners and and readers. And this is a group that really means a lot to me. Okay. And how about our quotation? This is from Elias Canetti's The Human Province. In the best times of my life, I always think I am making room, even more room in me. Here, I shovel away snow. There, I raise aloft a piece of fallen sky. There are superfluous lakes. I let them run out. I save the fish. Overgrown forests, I drive crowds of apes into them. Everything is astir, but there's never enough room. I never ask why. I never feel why. I just have to keep making room on and on. And as long as I can do so, I merit my life. Mm, That's beautiful. So, Elizabeth, are you feeling more happier? Yes, I'm feeling more happier. Thank you, Chuck. Get in touch, Gretchen's on Instagram and TikTok at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm on Instagram at Liz Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And for everything related to this episode, links, photos, and more, go to happiercast.com. Bye, Gretch. Bye, Elizabeth. The best time to start a happiness project is 20 years ago. The second best time is now. Gretch, I'm curious, do you have all your like wardrobe together for your various book talks? Yes, I I made a little plan in the schedule and wrote in all the clothes because I figured that it would it would make me less anxious if I had it all plotted out in advance so yep I planned it all out okay well send a picture when you do your events I want to see your outfits will do from the onward project